0: It's funny that the it almost became this blessing in disguise when Calgary tried to sign Riley and give him the offer sheet, and he ended up staying. and And I think that that's probably set the tone. I mean, as far as I as far as I've heard, guys like Riley, they had a little bit of an issue with him last year not not coming in and signing a deal. But and I think players get over it pretty quick. I think every player realizes I'd probably do the same thing if they were lowballing me. Yeah, so there's,
1: I, there's the team issue and there's the business issue. And, uh, unfortunately, there you can cross paths and have that
0: issue kind of affect your team issue. But, you know, it, it's working out right what now. What do you think about... Now, Colorado, I think some of their success could come if they end up being a playoff team is certainly because of some shifting in the divisions.
1: Yeah, I, I they're going to benefit a lot from, obviously, the... The Red Wings hanging out. I, I presume you, you see them as a as one of the wild card teams and not the yeah. division winner there. Though that is not a, a real tough division, Chicago's still in it. And for me, the one thing I, I've really looked at this season is that Chicago and Boston to me are still very much the measuring sticks. And everyone else right now is playing catch up. And obviously we'll be able to see more of that later
0: yeah that division's really interesting just because i mean st louis just whomped on the florida panthers last night and tim thomas getting chased from the net after having a good start that's that's a whole nother story but uh they are in a division of with you know with chicago and st louis who i think that by season's end barring some huge disappointment those two teams should be the top two teams in the central division uh dallas looks like they could maybe make some some noise in there and dallas and, is definitely revamped yes i yes, have my they worries look interesting
1: i have my worries about minnesota it, obviously they signed Suter and parise a couple of years ago but they they were still a borderline NHL team. The goaltending
0: is kind of starting to waffle. A borderline NHL team, you mean playoff NHL team. playoff team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a borderline NHL. They're about to get. They're uh, like maybe uh, the Milwaukee relegated to the AHL here, <laughs> according to Ryan. Um, we, have, we haven't adopted relegation yet. When's that coming? Seriously, uh, Nashville Predators. They're they're not going to They much look brutal. They have, they have poor no Barry at all.
1: That could be a. a podcast on its own honestly because that guy's such a good coach and that he'll he'll just if if he could just get out of there he'll never get it there I, yeah. I, I,
0: yeah I don't think completely that. Uh, agree but I mean then you you're not looking at a ton I mean Minnesota I think that I think that by the end of by the end of the season Minnesota is probably going to be there in the playoffs and, and Dallas will kind of take a step back. There, there's no way Alex Chason can score 82 goals this year because at this point, he's on pace to score <laughs> a goal. A he literally scored an average goal a game, nine NHL games, nine goals. Like that's It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do up to this point, but with hardly any expectations. Like He's not a guy that they're they're counting on okay, we need you to score or else we're gonna lose.
1: And it sounds funny to Game say, ben but east. a team like Colorado or any of the the lower wildcard teams is actually going to benefit from a team like Columbus going over. Because they're Columbus, I think, is a team who, if they were still in the West, would easily be a wild
0: card team. I don't know how they'll fare in the Especially east. Especially with Bobrovsky if but, he can keep playing the way that he was playing last year. And they've had I mean, what Columbus is uh two uh, they're one and one on the season, but one rough game from Columbus and then uh, I believe a right. shootout it, victory. It's
1: just it's too small a sample size to say, but on paper I think Columbus is gonna be um, a decent team, you know, in the upper echelon of decent, I guess I should say. And the the teams in the NHL or in the Western Conference. I don't know why I want to call just just everything it. NHL. <laughs> everything hockey's NHL. That's yeah. You know, uh broad sweeping st- statements all around. Uh, but I don't even know what I was saying anymore I the central is going to be pretty much up for grabs in those in those wild card spots and and the Pacific really doesn't offer much more in terms of stealing and wide wild card spots either I think that's uh obviously la's the class San Jose and
0: Anaheim I like Anaheim better than I like San Jose I see I don't like it I think that I think Anaheim got off to such a hot start and I know Solani hasn't he didn't play in both games. I he played yet at all? I don't think so. I don't think he uh, has. But I I think that Anaheim is going to take a step back this year. I I just I don't like them very much. I don't like their depth. Uh, their blue line is suspect at best, and they have some pieces there. Like I like them in this division. I don't like come playoff time. I'm not going to be
1: too hot on them. But I in
0: this division, I I think. Uh, See, I think Phoenix is going to be there. better than a lot of people think they will be. And I think that they're, Phoenix is going to be that team. If there's a wild card that comes out of uh, the Pacific Division, that Phoenix may be one of the teams to grab that.
1: That, that could be a, a, a pretty bold statement. What about, uh? we always say that Edmonton is fun to watch. Are, do they take a, a step up from fun to watch to, hey,
0: they might be a team to watch? If, I mean, if they keep playing the way that they played in the first two games, it's not going to be very fun to watch them at all. They've no. gotten... <laughs> They've gotten it handed to them. I mean, a minus they, five goal differential, no, eleven they, goals. They allowed. lost five two and six four, I believe. So, I mean, I think the Oilers will new coach uh, with Dallas Aikens down there, and I, I think that they'll do decent. They, How they long do they go with uh, Dubnik before they decide? He's uh, you know, young,
1: but he's not there yet. Uh,
0: no, I yeah, I don't <laughs> think anybody thinks he's young anymore. But as far as having a fair shake. The Oilers defense is awful. i was surprised Just that they did not address awful. that in the offseason. I mean, frankly, not only did they not address it, they sent guys packing. Uh, guys that, you know, it's it's not like the guys they let go are are studs, but as far as other than Andrew Ference, which obviously guy became their captain so it was a good move, but it just does. Andrew, Andrew Ference to me is a guy who benefited so much by playing with guys like he. Sometimes will play with Chara, Seidenberg. You get even play with these guys that are world class players. And Andrew Ference in my mind is not that. He's Andrew an addition a,
1: that's been there before, and I
0: think yeah. that's where the captaincy well, comes a, in. But he's, he's like not a, a four bad guy, guy, right? Yeah, he's he's and, and they're they're touting him almost as a one two guy. Then the way that they they brought him in, they made him the captain. They're giving him ice time. I just don't think that he's that he's I, that good. He he played a role, a very important role on a Stanley Cup team, but no he's not here. a stud.
1: I, I I completely agree. Leadership about.
0: wise, he's great. But uh, okay, so there's right now the undefeated teams in the league. There's a there's several of them: San Jose, Winnipeg, Colorado, St. Louis, and you have Pittsburgh. The Islanders they lost a shootout or in overtime, so we're just gonna say they they have lost. And then you have Toronto and Boston, so you have seven that seven teams. I think I think my mouth is right. I seven teams that fingers. are undefeated right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just toot my own horn here. The Maple Leafs are three and zero. They're first place in the league. Mark, where's Yay? that
1: parade happening again? Uh, I, I know it's yeah. Actually our, I didn't you know, miss it. Yet. the
0: CEO of of uh, Maple Leafs sports and entertainment, map the whole thing out. I, I need, I'll need to post it. Well, I was okay. going
1: to say, you'll have to put that link up on on a website or something. So out of those teams, out
0: of those seven teams, who is going to have the, uh, the hottest start to the season? I think it's hard to ignore Pittsburgh. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has
1: looked a whole lot better than he did in the playoffs last season. Uh,
0: let's just, little reminder, game one of the playoffs, he had a shutout. Game one of the playoffs. Game one of the playoffs. There you were had a, a lot of out. other players. He had a shutout in game one of the season, though. And I only allowed one goal in his in his second start, but he's making saves
1: that I just <laughs> he wasn't making last year in the playoffs. But I, he I think he didn't make Pittsburgh. any saves
0: last year in the playoffs. <laughs> I think he actually zero saves, 105 goals against. That's about right. That's what it felt like.
1: Yeah. Well, and with Vokun injured, he uh he better carry the weight because he could, they could fall in a hole if he doesn't. But I obviously Pittsburgh has a ton of talent, a ton Miller. of veteran leadership. Wow, so
0: subliminal so messages <laughs> over there.
1: How long do you think before Buffalo blows it up? Kind of sorry to go off topic no, on the okay. topic you just uh, put
0: forth. Buffalo already 0 three, and uh, man, they just you've they, got Steve Hot there. They don't look good. <laughs> Vanek's there. Both, both of whom are uh, are home and, and road captains. Yes, that's such a. I I don't know if that's an honor or a smack in the face. Uh, yeah, you're I think a good Steve a is the road guy. <laughs> it's almost like, hey, Steve, you're you're the captain. Uh, we want Vanek to stay here, though. So, <laughs> I mean, on the road, where a captain is is a, I would say is a little more a little more necessary as far as as far as the team goes and at home. You kinda you have the crowd on your side and, and you're not necessarily looking for a rah rah thing. Uh, well, the sabers suck, so they're always looking for rah-rah. But uh I don't know, I, I feel like they would love to make Steve Ott the captain and <laughs> they're making Vanek the the co captain so that him butter oh, him up. Man, you, you've got responsibilities back. here. Do you really do you really want to leave? We we've set we've set you up really nicely.
1: At that point you just hope he doesn't look around and say, Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go.
0: Yeah, right. Uh okay wait so you said you said Pittsburgh you think is gonna be the the, the hottest the hottest team among the hot out of the teams uh, though yeah. I the way Toronto's
1: playing there's certainly an argument to be made they, the uh, way
0: Toronto's playing they're gonna start losing games quick if they keep playing the way they're I honestly the way Bernier played in uh, last night they were down they were down big to Ottawa and came back but I that game shocked me that they came back. Because there were so many turnovers, it was disgusting. They're putting it, pucks in the net, though, and I, I, I think, they sc- yeah, well, they scored an incredible clip. But the turnovers that they had right at the blue line—not like you know—you you have those phantom passes where uh, you see a guy going deep, and you almost black like blotch out the the other team's forward that's coming in. You just don't see them, and so you make that pass, and it's picked off. That's one thing. That's almost, in a way, it's excusable because at least you're trying to make a play. Last night, there were plays, no pressure, looking out, passing it right to a an Ottawa forward on the Leafs' blue line. Just no excuse for it. And I think, hey man, if those turnovers don't stop, if Randy Carlisle doesn't figure out how to whip those players, and Jake Gardner was really the biggest... Culprit, but I was gonna say, if uh, if you
1: switch out a lot of those names with Red Wing player names, you know, you and I are experiencing the same okay. pain. Right. You're three and oh, but uh, you're not and that two and one's bad, but I mean, we both kind of got
0: lucky. You guys got lucky against Carolina, we got lucky against Ottawa, but uh, yeah, I think that Boston's probably a team too that and they they don't look like they're uh, they're hungover, they are still the measuring
1: <laughs> stick, and and yeah. obviously with the schedule. The way it works, I, I think they're gonna start out
0: pretty nicely here. They they have a pretty friendly schedule. Agreed. Uh, okay, so let's go to the other side. <laughs> let's go to the other side. Uh, we have a few teams that have not won a game, and we'll we'll just we'll say you know two two or more losses. Buffalo's zero three. Philadelphia is zero and two. As is the Nashville Predators. Minnesota's lost twice in uh, once in a shootout, once in OT, and then Edmonton is zero and two. Which one of those teams uh, can get out of that funk can and get out turn of it. it around? Oh, man. No, I know. It's only two games. <laughs> if we looked at two games any other time during the season, it's like, well, yeah, they lost two games in a row. I mean, that's not bad. But when you see a zero next to that, too. That's just, true. So as long as we
1: admit that these are complete overreactions, that's fine. I I will say uh, Buffalo is not going to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia is an interesting team to me. Obviously, they've always had goaltending problems, um, and now they have. I think cap issues to
0: Yeah, they don't really have any way of getting themselves out of trouble now.
1: But they still have a, a a core team that's made some noise in the league. I, I maybe they're a move away from being a team like that again, or maybe they're they just got to blow them. They're up.
0: a Chris Pronger getting off the books move away. <laughs> yeah. He's still on their books, and that that team,
1: I. It's hard to like for me. It's hard to rule Philly out, but I I think it's
0: going I think to that continue to be too a mess. good.
1: So I guess what we're gonna do is go team by team he, here and eliminate them. Um,
0: yeah, I don't I don't see Nashville pulling out of there, but Nashville's not gonna be good. No, and uh, the Rangers are actually zero and one right now. They've only played <laughs> one game in the opening week of the season. For the New York Rangers, which is uh just seems a little strange. I think they actually play four games this week, if I if I remember right. Uh and they don't play tonight either. They they do play tomorrow. Well, I though, think against it's fair LA. to judge
1: them by that one
0: game then. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: they... I, I think we could both agree it's probably the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay! All right. Well that was that was good podcast. Maybe Carolina
0: who have who blew their only game of the season to the wings.
1: I really liked the way Carolina played. You know, so did I. First little while of that game, they were so fast. There were there was no room out there. Uh, Semin, who obviously had questions about him heading into free agency a couple of years ago, has just you know he looks like a totally different player in Carolina. He's back on defense, like the way he said he was going to commit to. Um, he had some scoring chances, obviously, and then
0: the Stall Bros. Yep. Yeah, I and, and with Jordan only being that uh, he was down there last season, shortened season, and and how do you, in that shortened season, a little more difficult, especially on a team with uh, some, a lack of depth and, and and facing injuries, and Jeff Skinner hasn't been healthy, and I think yeah, he's, he's finally getting healthy. And the Cam picking injury is going to
1: be tough to handle for yeah. them, uh, but Cam Ward, for the most part, other than the last few minutes of that game, looked like he's – Back percent. Cam Ward always has those years where he's either like the best goalie in the NHL, or yeah,
0: or just kind of mediocre, or injured, I they, guess. <laughs> and Carolina, they just don't strike me as a team that can get it done all all year long. Because as soon as as soon as one of the Stahl brothers gets hurt, or Semmon gets hurt, or Skinner gets hurt again, which Skinner hasn't really proven that he can play a full schedule, anyways, or even worse, Cam Ward gets injured. Uh, I think that team starts to take steps back, and I think their defense is going to start to expose them a little bit too much. And uh, I believe the, the cliche is
1: "house of cards." Yes, you pull one out, and they collapse. And uh, again, it's it's hard to argue with that.
0: And they're know. and they're in such a good division. There's too many, g- not just good teams in that division, but great teams like the New York Rangers. They are they are a a very good team, eh, not a great team, but a very good team. Pittsburgh is the class of the East, along with Boston, and, and you have you have the Devils in there who have been they they've already played well, and they have I don't think they have actually won a game. They, I think yeah, they, they lost have an overtime loss. Overtime, I, the but. Devils I think are gonna gonna be at the bottom of that one. Um, Washington looks like they're gonna score hundred goals a game, but allow hundred and one a game.
1: Right, Washington is basically. You exactly what you said. Kind of the actually kind of the same way Toronto's gotten out to the we're gonna score goals and, yeah. and
0: give them up. Yep. Although Toronto seemingly with the way Bernier's played in the two games that he played in, and Reimer wasn't bad in the in the season opener, but Bernier looks dirty. Like some of the saves he made against Ottawa and against Philadelphia when the Leafs were sitting back and just looked like they had no legs, and he bailed them out many, <laughs> many times. And, I mean, Reimer allowed all four goals against Ottawa last night, and he, they were able to put Bernier in and hold off Ottawa for the rest of the game. So Columbus and the New York Islanders are are
1: two very intriguing teams to me as well. Um, I, John Tavares, I think, is going to have a... a can, can you call it a breakout season? Maybe it's just because he's on... You know, I the think, Islanders. I'd say his,
0: I'd say last year was his kind of coming out season,
1: especially in the post he had a phenomenal postseason. He did. He did um, he played
0: very well. And nobody expected them to go toe to toe with Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, and yeah. And I just yeah. I think but this is the season where maybe they they sustain a little credibility, I guess you could call it. They're not just going to whimper in. They're going
0: to. Yeah. Yeah. I think their biggest thing long term is going to be goaltending because Nabokov's Getting up there. I think he's 37 or 38. And well, don't worry, because they still have our friend, our injured-offed oh, yeah, playing in, in the, the AHL. Or... Leagues, but, uh, yeah, I w- I'd say that that's for them. And this season, it's not that big of a still deal. Still plenty
1: of cap room to take care of that problem, though.
0: What, what are they going to bring in? Marty Turco?
1: <laughs> Ryan Miller.
0: Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's probably
1: for a different show. Right. Uh, but they could be a team that maybe Ryan Miller could vastly uh, anchor them or I guess solidify them. Uh, But also, I think Columbus is also in that same kind of rung that the Islanders are. Um, I I think they're going to kind of sneak up on some teams in the East here because they have a reputation, but I think the team has moved on from that reputation as as to what they are, especially, you know, goaltending. Uh, Marion Gabrick brings a a legitimate top-line scoring threat that they didn't have before. And the other parts from that Rick Nash move I think are, are really starting Nisimov already has a goal yeah they're really starting to show that you know we all laughed at the deal I think um maybe not so much I think we all kind of said that's all they got for Rick Nash but
0: if I, it works, think, it I think I think still you'd say that's all they got for yeah, Rick Nash I, there's but, certainly I mean, some ceiling at, there Rick but Rick Nash hasn't been the Greatest since he got to New York. Oh, I think Rick Nash
1: performed in New York exactly how I anticipated him. He's yeah. gonna put up the numbers, I think. But when it comes to playoff time, sure. Where's well, Rick Nash?
0: There hasn't been too much of a sampling size for playoffs for him. But That's... Uh, we have been going for over forty minutes, and we've yet to talk about really much Red Wings. And so maybe we'll do uh, an individual segment on just the Red Wings. But uh, let's we'll close out this segment. You can to listen end. to this one on Monday and then the
1: Wings one on... Well, we won't tell you what order, but you'll have <laughs> we'll like... We'll post them differently. There you'll you have go. three
0: days of stuff, though. So. All right. Well, this has been Mark Paul and Ryan Larimore for End to End Podcast. Doug Todd, we miss you. We need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. We'll talk to you soon.